Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately, my life has gotten way, way, way more busy, and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared? One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli, and it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here are some facts. Factor, they make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Hi, everybody. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. We are a weekly podcast where we have on queer folks from all walks of life. They tell us the tales of how they came out to friends, family, and the world at large. Because who doesn't love a coming out story? Y'all, today we are here with, I really am excited to say his name. We are here with Amir Yas. I feel like if you're going to be queer, Yas is probably the best. You couldn't design a better last name. Um, Amir is a content creator, a TikToker. Uh, he reached out to us and was like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. And we were so excited to, to speak to you. Uh, hello, Amir. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me, y'all. I love it. Uh, um, is there anything in particular that you want our audience like uh, to know about you in terms of uh, uh, what you do, all that, before we get into your story? How much time do they have? Um, I feel like I do 101 <laughs> things, um, but that's kind of yeah, the Gemini like in me, so it, it's good. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and so, yes, uh, we always are one like formalized questions. We always like to ask our guests, Amir, how do you identify? So before I identified as gay and I think that was very limiting. So now I just mm. I go as queer and I, I think that it allows me to kind of design my life. And I always tell people that when they're coming out of the closet, um, I've helped lots of people navigate that journey. I just say, you know, when you're queer, you get to design your life. And what's better than that? Oh, I love that. So I totally agree. It like it is the identifier that allows, I think, for the most um, evolution, fluidity, uh, all of those wonderful, like natural things that we should be allowed to and encouraged to do throughout our lives. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Amazing. And because you just said, you know, whenever you you uh, uh, talk to folks, do folks do people reach out to you because of your, yeah, do you get a lot of like, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, you're nodding your no, head. I so do. it's not I'm just nodding. like, it's not friends. And it's like, it's like people writing you, I assume from like all over the world, because they see your videos and like, are they, they asking for guidance or just being like, oh my God, you're the first person I've told, like, what kind of, what kind of reach outs do you get? I mean, I get like a whole gamut of reach outs. I get a lot of um, older Middle Eastern men saying, why are you gay? Why gay? Why are you gay? And I'm like, uh, why gay? Sir, Love it. Why gay? I'm like, you're not even why using gay? the right prepositions, but it's fine. Um, I, I try to be as understanding as I can. But, you know, I think it's, you know, it's still shocking for a lot of people to see a out queer Muslim, you know, on TV, yeah. on Instagram, on TikTok, like loud and proud without any shame. I think that's kind of yeah. hard for them to digest. Um, but for all the haters, I get a lot of people like from the Middle East that are like, you know, I'm scared to come out. Like, what do I do? And I always tell people, I'm like, coming out is not always going to be like Love, Simon, because when you're Middle Eastern, you're not some white kid in the suburbs. So it's not going to be that experience. So I think it's you can come out in different ways. You can start painting your nails. You can start wearing a headband. You can start wearing a pink belt under your clothes. I mean, it can be really small things that can start to like build that journey because I think people just go right to coming out but I feel like sure. there's a lot of stuff that's coming in is what I like to call it Ooh, and I think as I you like come that. in you start to then come out which is like I feel like the way it works 
Yes. And I also like, I love that idea because it, it allows you to step further and further into yourself and feel empowered in that, in that identity before um, announcing it and then potentially getting like thrown off your own axis. You know, like Absolutely. we've had a lot of people on the pod who are like, I came out and then I went back in, you know, and <laughs> and that makes sense because there's it, beyond even if there's just like pushback within your own family, which is obviously can be can be very traumatizing um, or within your community or friends or whatever. There is the like overall societal pushback and all of the heteronormative messaging and all of these things. And I just it is it really is is one of those things where where it's like well I haven't really found myself within this identity and I don't feel secure within it but now I'm going to tell everybody and have to defend it and myself which is a lot, a lot. to take on so lot, I love that idea of like bringing in things um, helping build within yourself and 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 externally too Why you know I think that's beautiful yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think you yeah. know coming out hopefully for me personally I hope I it's like marriage I'll do it once so I wanted to come out that's why I came out when I was 28 I was like I need to be ready I need to defend it I need to be comfortable all of the nasty comments all of the people that said you're gonna get HIV and die and all the, all the uh. other BS that we hear I just in that moment I was like really but I I strut down the street like Naomi Campbell honey so whatever <laughs> and I didn't need like that validation and when I got it of course it was really wonderful and not to say sure. that when people said you know, we see you, we love you. That was amazing. But for all the people that said you're going to go to hell, I was like, they should be so lucky. But because I have <laughs> done the work, you know. Yes. So, oh, my yeah, God. Yes. Let's, okay, let's get into it. So where where did you grow up? Where were you? Where were you born? Where does everything where do, where does Amir start? <laughs> where does Amir start? Wow, that should be my um, memoir. I love that. Um, where does Amir start? Um, I think for me, um, you know, growing up in a very conservative Muslim household in Orange County, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you grew up in California. It must have been fine. Mm. Like, your coming out was fine. But when you're, like, a child of two immigrants, you very insulated. So I learned English when I was four in preschool. So they didn't speak a lick of English. It was just very insular, okay. very, very, like, it, yeah. So it was, it was like, yeah. I guess the best example would be kind of, like, on the level of orthodox. Um, and so there was sure. just a lot of rules. There was a lot of shame. And even though like my mom still painted her nails and didn't wear hijab at the time and, and was really like, we still had parties. There was a lot of rules about what you can and cannot do. And I'd see my friends doing kind of the opposite dating or whatever. And I think for us, it was just very insulated. Um, so I think that was hard for me because I... I always tell people I'm the least gay person in my family. If you've ever met a Middle Eastern man, they're very flamboyant. They're very extra. So in some ways, I was kind of hiding in plain sight. It was just very easy to just, like, be. And I was very much, like, overlooked, which is funny because people that meet me, they're like, I can't imagine you being overlooked. But yeah. in my family, I was very much overlooked. There was always a louder person, a taller person, a more successful person, whatever it was. Um, so I think growing up in that, it just kind of made me feel like, well, if I'm not going to be accepted by them, then maybe the world will accept me. Hence, like, I can remember being, like, five years old and being like, I'm going to be a star. And everyone's like, really? You? Like, who are you? <laughs> so I think that, that that kind of confidence probably comes from being overlooked. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and when did you start to, did you have like an internal realization first or was it the kind of thing where people started calling you gay as a derogatory <laughs> term? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it, what is it? A tale as old as time, right? Yes. It's like, <laughs> you know, you have all those people, oh, you talk like a girl and like kicking my chair or, you know, I always remember the no offense, but, and I was like, here it comes. Are you yep. gay? Right. It was, a, and I was, so religious and I, I was fasting and praying and I was such a devout Muslim that like there was no room for that and I think a lot of people okay, that wow. are raised with religion there's not a lot of room to come out right and you know I grew up in Laguna Beach which was like very gay in the 80s and 90s and our neighbor was like super flamboyant and gay and I remember like all these men would come over in speedos and go to his parties and I, I just remember being like a five-year-old and being like that's amazing. Like, obviously, yeah, when you're a kid, life. you don't know what that means. But I remember he would, like, scoop me up in his muscular arms, and he wore these kimonos. <laughs> and he was just, like, just so much love and fun. And I, I was just, like, I didn't know what it, he was at the time. But I was, like, oh, my God, I want to be that. That feels very yeah. confident and comfortable in your own body in a way where my dad's, like, literally, like, changing in the dark. It was just so nice to see a man uh. who's so comfortable in his sexuality, so comfortable in his body. And so, I, and then we moved because he was gay, right? So oh. that was quite shattering. Real, so that to, was like an actual yeah. reason that your parents were like, we got to get away. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I remember they wow. were saying like, that person's holding hands. <gasps> that's disgusting. And I remember as a kid, you're very like, why are they holding hands? And not in a way, kids are never... Um, malicious. So I was just like, why are they holding hands? And then my parents yeah. were like, that's not okay. That's yeah. disgusting. Right? So that was the first levels of shame. And I think that, you know, kids start at a very young age. I have a lot of friends who are trans and around three or four, they started to feel things. I think it's the same for queer people. You start to feel different. I, I remember I, I used to swim professionally and my coach oh. would like, um, you know, he'd like, give me compliments. And I remember like when I got a compliment from a male coach, as opposed to a female coach, that felt Uh, a lot better. It felt like warmer. It felt like, you know, and I had such a crush on him, even though I was like 13 and he was 18. And at the time that seemed like Romeo and Juliet, like he was a (laughs) hundred years older than me, but it was just all of those little moments. I think when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was like really right there. And I just kind of missed it because I was just so religious. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And did, and in being really religious, do you remember, like, did you believe it like, like in your heart or was it just like, oh, I was raised in this, so I'm going through the motions or was it like a real like push and pull between like, you know what I mean? That's a, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I I think I've been to Mecca twice. So I I, I was like fasting and praying and I did really believe. And I always told my parents, like when I stop believing it, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I remember there was a day where I just got up and I was like, I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to fast anymore. And, you know, a lot of people will message me and say, well, you don't practice. So you're not a Muslim, but I culturally feel very Muslim. And I, Mm. you know, I, I always say I'm like, I'm very Muslim when there's turbulence or, you know, like, if yeah, that's when people get real religious. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas and, and, and Easter churchgoers. Like, totally. I get, like, we, totally. you know, I get it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, so I don't like when people try to take that away from me because I'm not following yeah. all the rules or, you know, gay people will say like, how can you accept a religion that hates us? The fact of the matter is, the Islam is actually the least homophobic out of the three religions because there's nothing specifically in the Quran that says you're going to be damned. There's nothing. Okay, That's all cultural. Yeah. So there's nothing in the Quran. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. read the Quran. So 
Islam, it just, it, it's cultural. A lot of it's cultural. And again, I'm not defending it because that's not, I'm not that no, interested no, in doing that. Yeah. But I also think it's important that people know the education of it all. And um, yeah, so I think for me, it, it's been a journey of like that push and pull. Where, but I always feel deep down, God doesn't make mistakes. And if he made me, there's a reason. And the fact is, the funniest thing is that um, one of my friends made a movie called Breaking Fast, which I highly recommend. It's like a movie of two yes, men falling in love. Yes, I know of it. You've seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yes, it's yes, wonderful. Yes. It's wonderful. There's a scene in that movie that like literally broke me in half where he's like, me coming out made me a better Muslim. And I had never really mm. associated the two. But for me, that's absolutely the fact. When I was very religious, I was so judgmental. I looked down on people. And when I came out, I stepped into my light. I stepped into my purpose. I, I was so much more empathetic and kind to people. And it just, like, shifted my whole relationship with God. And it gave me a purpose in a way that being very religious never did. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that sentiment. I think Thank because you. I think that there's there's there really is a, a a difference between like being what I, I, I as somebody who is at least like um culturally Christian um right. and grew up in that um that that tradition I like I see I see like fundamentalist Christians and things um it, yeah being very hateful as we all do and uh and being very exclusive and things like and doing it in the name of whatever but then being like speaking in a very pious way and whatever and you get this sense that you're like I always think you you cannot possibly be like rooted in a connection to God in like a really really a deep sense what you're rooted in is the community you're Absolutely. rooted in this religious community mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the teachings of that it's actually quite um <laughs> earthly i guess you know it like is. it really does lack actually that perspective and that like greater purpose higher purpose higher sense of connectedness because i do i feel like that what is god if not you know love and connection and openness and possibility. And Absolutely. when you're shutting those things down, to me, that is very human and earthly, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, right? I, I mean, and so what you're connected to is it's, it's much more of a community and a, and a dogma than, than, than God. And I, I so mm. relate. I think empathy is uh, at the core of, of what God is. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Nicole. And it, what if God was one of us, right? That song, like, that's so, <laughs> yeah. like, Hell it's true, though. Yes. It's tr and you're telling me that Jesus never hung out with gay people? Hello? He yeah, hung out with whores. Right. Oh, my God. Right, please. Pretty exclusively. If you read between the lines. If God was one of us, like, G the whole point is that Jesus came down as one of us and it's yes. like it was like oh yes. how are you gonna treat how you know it was right mm -hmm. exactly how are you how are you gonna treat that person that because part. that's how you're gonna treat God right like absolutely and, yeah. and hello yep. accessories hello thorns hello dress hello strappy <laughs> sandals like yeah, hanging out exclusively with dudes and sex workers. Like, that's, yes. I mean, what, uh, who, yeah. who else does that? That's, exactly. yeah, that's a very exactly. good yeah, he's practice. like, you know, yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't lie with women because we're like, you know, we're like totally into God and but stuff. But we love, like, to, yeah, to hang out and do, you know, facials and get our feet washed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, yeah, totally. I mean, I've literally never even thought about that. That's hysterical. And now that's I, all I I'm going to do. I think about do. it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
amazing. So, so um, yeah. So then, so then, I mean, twenty eight. So that t- that was like you were really, as you said, like secure in that at that point. So then, what? When was it that you were like, oh, okay? So I like when did the veil of religion get lifted enough to be able to let yeah. in some of the like uh, realization of sexuality? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there was a lot of cracks. So it was like, I felt like I was an egg and I feel like the, the cracks started to happen. And they happened yeah. very early. Like, I think I was like a junior at USC and this guy in my dorm invited me over. By the way, I was, I when I look back, it's almost like embarrassing because I'm like, what was I thinking? He invited me over at midnight to watch Legally Blonde, probably the gayest <gasps> invite of all time. That's so sweet. I <laughs> love that. I was just like, oh my God. And I had no idea. Like, and people say, Amir, how did you? I had no idea. I literally went into his dorm. I thought we're watching movie as friends. Um, He was like nibbling on my ear. And I was just like, I kind of like this. I don't know what's happening. And then I like removed myself from him and like didn't talk to him. The standard, like, I'm embarrassed. I know what happened. And then you kind of like cut the person out. And fast forward, he hits me up on Grindr a couple years ago and like we laughed about it. And so I I just saw my like full circle, like how far I've come. And I was like, Interesting. Wow, that's so. Like, it was just. It was a very cool oh, moment of that full circle. Beautiful. Like, I'm sorry, I was like that. It was. It really was, and it, it was an opportunity to like apologize and own my shit. Uh, and it was nice. It was a good well, moment. And then he was like, you, "Do you want to suck my dick?" And I was like, "No," but we had a good moment. No, this is nice, but no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for the offer. So no, all through high school and college, are you just having like no? intimacy at all like and was that was that kind of easier to do though because you could fall back and be like oh well it's because i'm religious yeah 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 we hear that where it's like a cover yeah 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 it was a good cover and i had a lot of friends who were very (laughs) religious and so they were like they were not having sex as well and then i lived on a muslim floor at usc which people don't even know exists so it was very insult even though like i would go out to parties and i was very like modern i was not like a muslim that was like praying like staying home and Sure. I would go out and do stuff but I the dating stuff it would I would always pick the most and I think that was maybe a tactic looking back the most unavailable person and be like I have a super big crush on her or I have a super big <laughs> crush on him or it would just be like yeah. unattainable people yeah. that like I had no interest in that it would just be like well I couldn't get them like and everyone's like oh I get it like and I really think that a lot of people around me really respected where I was at and didn't really question oh, it because they're like yeah. well we're going to Mexico and he's going to like Saudi Arabia to Mecca so maybe his priorities are a little <laughs> different so people didn't really question it but I mean I like I've always been a very like flirtatious person so for a lot of people it was really confusing because they're like you're so flirtatious and you're such a tease but you don't like ever go there and mm. so when I started when I started business school um in 2015 I was like well, I don't know any of these people here. So, oh, actually, fast. Uh, let me backward. It's kind of funny because when I got there, there was a guy that I had talked to on Grinder. He was at the door. I was like, is this really my life? I was like, this can't be my life. Wait, and when you got to, to business school? To was... business school. There was a guy what? that I had talked to. Um, so the business school is in Orange County. So there was a guy that I happened to like have a great conversation with on Grindr. We were going to meet up, but then I chickened out. And then I get oh. there and he's right there in the front. And I was like, this is crazy and he was really nice because he didn't say anything and later he was like i didn't want to like oh you or anything and it was very very sweet and um but then uh, an hour later i was sitting with a group of people that i didn't know and they were like oh that guy's really hot and i was like yeah he is and it was the first time i'd ever verbalized finding another man attractive and i was like and then i looked around and nobody seemed to give a shit so i was like 
all right. Like, so then I was pretty much out from that point. And then I came out to my friends. And I mean, a lot of people said the same things, which is like, we knew whatever, whatever. Sure. And sometimes that can also be um, a little like limiting or it makes you feel kind of othered. Yes. yes. I know what yes. they're meaning, but yes. it makes you feel like, oh, well, maybe I just didn't know. And I struggled with a lot of mental health stuff and I struggled with like anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. And I never really could attribute it to exactly what was going on. But a lot of it was that closet. It was just, it was just, it was kind of coming in on me. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is a couple months after I came out, I started taking little things from restaurants, a cup, a plate of fork. Um, I never, I never like shoplifted anything like with a price tag, but I would take little things. And I remember one day I opened this drawer in my house and it was, it was filled with all the stuff I'd taken. It was like a shame drawer. And I realized, I was like, oh my God, like I need to go back to therapy because I have been filling that hole of the closet with like, kleptomania and oh, so i had to take so a, it was crazy it was like a shame drawer it just like looked back at me like uh you need to get help so from that process of like going to therapy regularly again and, and just like really building yeah. myself up i was then able to start my instagram and then i started doing events and i started doing stand-up and then i essentially outed myself because my aunt found my instagram and then threatened uh, to tell my mom and i had to tell my mom Oh, I love that. So you know, you know how that is. But yeah. I wasn't really hiding. You know what I mean? I was like, yes. don't out me, but here I am in, in a thong. You know, like yes. it was. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're like, trying. but here I am on Instagram. You on know, Instagram, like, on yeah. a public platform. And you know, yeah. I, I am upset with one of my friends who did tag me and I had told her like, don't tag me because I blocked my mom. And, yeah. But like, the fact is for a lot of straight people, they don't understand because she's like, your parents are yeah. so lovely. I don't yeah. care if they're lovely. They're they you're not their daughter. Like I'm their son. It's a different thing. So yeah. I, I was like, hello. But yeah, but honestly, when I look back on all of it, it was just so funny. Like I went um to a gay bar with my cousin's wife, and then the next day she like texts me and she's like, um, your aunt asked me if you're gay. And I'm like, well, we were at a gay club, so maybe you can tell her yes. Like I was just kind of over it at that point because yeah. the secret no longer had any hold on me. And I was just like, why am I having this like I wanted this like big coming out to do and I was like, whatever. So I, I went to dinner <laughs> with my mom and again, she didn't take it well. We didn't talk for six months and, oh, um, you know, yeah. she was saying you're going to get HIV and die and none of your friends are going to take care of you and we're going to have to take on the burden. And and then I started screaming Aye. about dolphins being gay. I don't know. The conversation went south. <laughs> Yeah. So what are you gonna do? No, that's but dolphins are gay. Yeah, that's the usual. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> Wait, and so you oh, mentioned oh so you were on Grinder prior to at the point that mm. you were like on apps like Grinder, was that like you'd accepted you were gay, but you decided you weren't going to act on it? Or like, what was mm. the, because I know you said you chickened out. So there's sort of like that liminal space where you're like dipping your toe in and then being like, no, 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 no. I was like, ah, <laughs> like I dip in and then I'd be like, I'm going to drown like Narcissus and take a couple yeah. steps back. Like I, I was just really kind of struggling with it. I think a lot of it was like, there is like this horrible, like they call it a hadith in Islam, which is like an addition to the Quran. And they say, being gay is fine. Like, it's totally fine, but you can't act on it. That's, like, a very... And I'm like, that is such bullshit. Bullshit. Like, I want nothing to do with that. That is not acceptance. I do... I talk to people. I've talked to youth groups, and I was like, this is not acceptance. This is not a step in the right direction. This is a... You should be frozen in time. And I know many Muslim people have married a woman, and then the woman found the emails between her husband and a man. And I am so happy I never ruined... And not to say that, like, I'm not shaming that person's journey, but... 
I'm just so happy that I never put anyone else into yeah. my shame spiral and yep. I didn't like take someone down with me because you know there was a lot of opportunities my parents were like this person and do you want to set and it was just so funny like when mm. I came out to my mom she was trying to set me up with someone that day and I was just like I can't do this anymore <laughs> like mm. I, at that point yeah. I was I had had a two-year relationship when I came out to mm. my mom I had lived with a guy I was doing stand-up about being gay I was like <laughs> going out in WeHo every night I mean I had a gay family I had done like support group in this Persian queer community in LA. Like oh, I was fully wow. in it. Like I was yeah. not just like, at that point I was not even dipping my toe. I was like fully in. And yeah, so you're this in is just my role. life. This isn't just my identity. This is my, this is my life. life. This is now. absolutely my life. And the fact of the matter yeah. is like, the craziest thing is like, she didn't take it well. Then we went to family therapy and it was just like told to do whatever. And, but they showed up, you know, like I have to give them okay. credit where credit is yeah. due. They showed up. A lot of parents will not show up. I yeah, know going friends. to family therapy is like more than a lot of parents will will do because they don't yeah. want to do that they don't want to turn the magnifying glass on themselves and you know but there i feel like our relationship is still in limbo and mm -hmm. some parent i have some friends who have just like stopped talking to their parents and yeah. there seems to be a relief and ending and i don't want to sit here and say like i want that but in some ways like it's like this we're in a limbo my parents are like yeah. okay with it but they're like like I was doing, a, I was supposed to do a TED talk and my dad's like, I hope we're not going to talk about being gay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's going to come up. You know, and, and like, you know, I've been pitching a show about my life and he's like, I hope you're not going to talk about being gay the whole time. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. It's a conditional acceptance. Yeah, yeah. It's I think a, a lot of parents. It's the oh, yeah. but what will people think of us? That was <sighs> definitely a factor with my parents. Nobody yeah. cares. I was yeah. told, I'm like, you're not a celebrity. Every immigrant, I'm yeah. sorry, every immigrant parent thinks they're a celebrity. <laughs> Nobody cares. My dad's like, what are people gonna think? What is what is oh my god, what are they gonna say? Your son's like wearing a dress on his Nobody cares. I look better than their wife. So <laughs> Anyways, like, who cares? Well, like, like, it's so funny. Because, I mean, I, I'm even flashing back. And my mom is, like, you know, has really come, like, leaps and bounds and is, like, very accepting and awesome. Yeah, and this she is. Yeah, she is. Hi, mom. Um, but I, but I like, I, I mean, I, I remember you specifically when it came to my work, you know, and my acting and like, I've always been an actor. And right. when I did my first like out queer project, first mm -hmm. of what ended up being many out queer projects, you know, um, that she was very concerned about. Well, first of all, she was like, I don't know. She couldn't really watch it because there was, quote, a lot of me kissing this girl that I was dating. I was like, so there was that. And then and then it was, well, are you going to get pigeonholed and only ever be mm. in gay things? And it would be like her well, suddenly asking if I booked another role that. that was like, yeah, that was like, well, is it a gay role? You know, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, and like. Why did your mom an, become an agent? Wow. I know, I know. seriously. I like, why is your mom like on IMDb but, watching but, your star meter? Like, I, it's, <laughs> 
know, but like, and she, like I said, she doesn't do that anymore. So it's like, it's fine. So but like, funny. but like, this was for a while. It was, and it was like, well, is it all? And I know, Lauren, you know, you, you, your mom said something similar. I about did a C- piece, yeah, a, a, a piece, comedic yeah. piece called An Open Letter to Straight Girls that was very well received, <laughs> but it was at a show that my mom saw. And afterwards, she's like, you know, some of our friends were in the audience. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I would have changed the running order. You should have let me know before. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? Like, well, but, but the yeah. thing is that you're like, you're like, I, I, it's, I think it really does go back to this sort of like mistaken paradigm that they're looking in that's like, well, when all of you all come out, it's like everything is about being queer. Everything is about being gay. Why do you have to be so loud about it? Why you got to talk about it all the time? Why you got to... And I guess I just want to be like, okay, if we're just going to look at this from a storytelling standpoint, right? Okay, let's talk about our work, okay? If I were just playing the romantic lead Mm -hmm. in a heteronormative rom-com over and over and over again, you would say nothing. Nothing nothing would be wrong with that. You would never be like... Oh, why are you going to be like, you keep so playing much? girlfriends? Are you going to get pigeonholed? Keep... <laughs> it's like an yeah, you know, ingenue, keeping... like no one's ever yeah, seen. No one ever. You so know, like, true. oh, you're just going to keep keep telling like straight love stories? Like, what is your career about? You know, another like, Christmas story, like about two people who fall in love in, on Hallmark. No one ever says that. They're like, good for you. Another movie. Another mm-hmm. movie, right? It, but like, yeah, it, it is just, mm-hmm. it is a real, I mean, it's the same thing, right? As like, you know, as having pictures that are work if we have work of of our partners and stuff Mm -hmm. why do you gotta like be so public about it oh i didn't i didn't realize you didn't have pictures of your family it's just the most (laughs) bizarre double standard but it's just like you get so used to the whole world being one way that when it switches it feels like a lot (laughs) when it Mm -hmm. is truly just in proportion to the exact way that you live you know absolutely no it's true nicole i've gotten messages too like from people being like you're always talking about queer rights and you're so negative and it's always about we want to i'm like honey we couldn't get married a decade ago like i don't know what what world do you live in where you think (laughs) and also we're still i have a friend who got beat up a couple years ago in west hollywood you think it's like safe 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 it isn't yeah so i I think that i've gotten so many messages you used to be fun your profile was so fun and now all you do is talk about social justice and blm honey where have you been like i I just i don't get that and i think and, and i think from my parents i've gotten it too like you'd be more successful if you were more broad or more relatable. And I'm like, I don't want to be more broad and relatable. I want to be specific in a niche, in a, and I don't want to do, people have said, well, if you just made the show a little more broad, a little more accepting, mm. then it would get bought. I don't want to get it bought. I don't want to make queer as folk again. I don't. I want to mm. have diversity on and off camera. I want to have a trans boom operator. So if I oh, can accomplish that, then yeah. I'd rather do real estate. <laughs> If I'm going to do, you know, yes. it's for me, well I, and I know it yeah. sounds tone deaf, but I'm, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing no, it because I, I, I want to create content. Ugh, yes. And God. I also think, I also think that it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, uh, also a fundamental misunderstanding, first of all, of like, of the business and then a storytelling, uh, of storytelling yes. as an art yes. that actually the universal is found in the specific you know, like mm. Universal is not like, let's, everybody can relate to this. It's no, you getting Boring. extremely specific about the human experience and emotions and alienation and all of that um, through like very detailed um, characters, not by making generalities. Generalities just feel like fluff. 
Like, they so I, I actually fundamentally disagree with that that approach to storytelling anyway. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, like I as we've spoken about so many times on the pod, I think it is really easy um, for even even people within the community um, to to forget that like we are deeply privileged in America and certainly on the coast. Like it is a privilege not to have to think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And like when you know people find our our podcast, people have found the queer content that that you know I've made over the years whatever in countries all over the world. And those are lifelines. Like that content, mm-hmm. the internet, us being able to disseminate our content on all these different mm-hmm. platforms like and reach people that that is a lifeline for somebody in another country. Amen. Homosexuality and uh, tr- trans expression, anything is illegal. Is like, yeah. like not only illegal, you'll be killed for it. Absolutely. So, like, so people who have the privilege of living in a place where it's not an issue can say your content isn't fun anymore. You know, and but you're like, maybe you're not my audience then. <laughs> maybe my audience is the people who, needs a, who need a lifeline. Yes. Anyway. Who need to be saved by it. No, yes! I mean, you're, you're speaking like, you're listening, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, even during the pandemic, I get messages of like people being like, I had to move in with my family. I was transitioning. They're oh, not accepting, but I'm stuck God. with them. Like we're yeah. sheltered in place. And I love seeing queer joy. Like I would dance around my room in a wig and a dress at like, <laughs> even though I was depressed and struggling, I would create that queer joy. Yeah. And I think that's the power of queer people. And my sister yes. had accepted it, but then kind of took it back and said, you're too public. And why don't you be more like Ellen or Anderson Cooper? I'm not a oh. Oh, boy. oh I'm wow. not that. I'm not that. The two like, pillars of the queer community, <laughs> Ellen Anderson Cooper. Like, God you know bless him, I mean? but that, that you feels... Know, there's not one way to be gay, just like there's exactly. not one way to be and human. because that like... feels so... And they were so groundbreaking, but saying that in d- this year sounds so dated because it's, it's so just dated. like, it's wild that people, some people just sort of stop there. Um, well, people want digestible, right? And I think yeah, that I've always of told people... I'm like, honey, when you get to my page, take an antacid because it's not going to be digestible. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I, if it makes you uncomfortable, great. I have always said from day one, I want to educate people through humor and I want to destigmatize shame. I've already accomplished that and I've already helped a lot of people. And for me, that's a check. So when people write, you're going to hell, you're going to die. I wish I could kill you. Come to the Middle East so I can push you off a roof. I can never go to Iran. I probably would not. If my Instagram comes up, it's a danger for me. So I understand Ugh. all of these things yeah. and I understand the privilege I have. Also being white passing, living in America, no accent, you know, with a privileged background with two degrees. Like I understand all of my privileges, mm. but what I, my job is to make straight white men uncomfortable. And I don't care if it makes <laughs> you feel weird or like one of my cousins reached out and said, you're always making fun of straight white men. My husband's offended. I don't really care. <laughs> You're like, don't. so don't consume my content. That's and the other thing. Me. It's, it's opt in. Like, oh, that's the other thing that I think that people really forget about the internet is like you are choosing to consume that. There yes. is you, 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 you can you can unfollow, you can mute, you can you can curate what yeah. you are seeing. Wow. And mm-hmm. and and to then come after somebody for the content that they are making that you are opting into 
is bananas. <laughs> well, people are it's addicted nuts. to that, the hit that they get. It's like the dopamine the anger. when they're like angry. Yeah, 100%. They're like so angry. And I've gotten people be like, I'm sick of seeing gay stuff on TikTok, the gay shit. I'm like, you realize it's an mm, algorithm, honey. Yeah. So you've liked and you watched enough yeah. gay content <laughs> exactly. that is curated the gay content for you. It's an algorithm, my love. <laughs> Why are you so mad? Oh, hey, y'all. In this new year, work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that does not compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel positive planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. Nux Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. And let me tell you, mm. okay, from having now worn my new Nux Active full, I, I got a sports bra and pants. Buttery second skin is actually the perfect way to describe this. Mm. I, I'm telling you, in the whole of the time that I have been working out as an adult human being, I have never put on such a comfortable workout outfit. Like, to the point where I was like, is it appropriate for me to wear this to my dentist today? That was a real thought that I had because it is that comfortable. So power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, do not walk, run over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. And as a special gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code COMINGOUT20 at checkout. It's a new year, y'all! Make positive moves with Nux Active. Oh, hey, y'all. You've heard me brag for a while now about how I, a person who used to be scared to use my own oven, learned how to cook like a real live adult during lockdown, and now I am as good as that guy on the bear. Now, this is all true. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I am now an amazing chef, it takes me a very long time to cook. It is not something that comes naturally to me. And lately my life has gotten way, way, way more busy and I do not have the time to devote to cooking like I used to. That is why I am so deeply excited about the pod's new sponsor. They came along exactly when I needed them. I am talking about Factor. Let me tell you a little bit about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And... There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. Y'all, do you understand how amazing it is to have a microwave meal that 
that tastes like I spent hours cooking it, but it comes pre-prepared. One of my favorites that Factor sent me was roasted garlic butter salmon with celery root cauliflower mash and Parmesan broccoli. And it just came like that. I didn't have to cook it. Y'all, what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Here's some facts. Factor They make two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They also do snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save, y'all. Factor has done the math. They are less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious, Factor is the perfect solution if you are looking for fast, upscale options done easily. They're also flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We are talking no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there is no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. What more do you need to hear, y'all? Head to factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50 and use code comingoutpod50 to get 50% off. That's code comingoutpod50 at factormeals.com slash comingoutpod50. Get 50% off! Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Can you speak to the, like, how you talked about destigmatizing shame and, like, what that's been mm-hmm. like, for, why you kind of centered in on that? And I know you talked also about learning to love your body and, like, what was that? Because mm-hmm. I love how you talk about the contrast between, like, your neighbor in a Speedo and, like, a kimono and then your dad who's, like, getting dressed in the dark. Like, how, <laughs> so how did you sort of, like... <laughs> bridge that gap (laughs) my poor dad yeah there was no sex ed in our house and actually we were pulled out of middle (gasps) school like i had to i was that kid in the library that didn't go to sex ed no oh my god and this is the days not to age myself but you had to go to the library to look stuff up so when i had uh, a wet dream i was on my own like i Mm. asked my dad like like, what's going on yeah. I'm leaking, and he's like, he's like, sometimes that happens. That was the extent of the sex talk. There was yeah. no talk. And then one time, my mom caught me with an erection, and she was like, Get, "Deal with that." Like that was the <laughs> shame of our house, right? Yeah. And again, I have forgiven them with lots of therapy uh-huh. and lots of like processing. That that's where they were coming from, and. I always, I believe genuinely when parents are trying, they always like do it better than their parents did. So whatever. But with the whole shame of it all, I never felt comfortable in my own skin. I was always like fat and I was always like struggling with my weight and it was always up and down. And I struggled with an eating disorder when I was at USC and I've been very skinny. I've been very fat. I am 
probably the heaviest I've ever been, but the most comfortable in my own skin. And I think I, the reason I take these words and say fat and make people uncomfortable with my weight is that I was doing an interview yesterday and I said I was fat and someone who is very, very thin was like, you're not fat, don't say that. And I'm like, see, when someone says something and they identify mm -hmm. themselves as a certain way, you shouldn't really take that from them. So I have really played around with that word body positivity and I'm fat or I'm fabulous or whatever it is. You're gonna love your body one day and then one day, I always say, some days you can fuck on camera and some days you can't get out of bed. And that's okay. We're not all perfect. Like some days I feel like literally a supermodel and I have no idea why. And there's other days where I run away from mirrors. So yes. I, ugh, yes. sorry, like that's just life. That's being a human being. So I, and it's so funny because people love to invalidate me because I'll do interviews or I've spoken to hundreds of people and they'll be like, you didn't seem nervous. What are you talking about? No. And I'm like, the reason I talk about being nervous or anxious, I want people to realize like, just because you're doing something that seems yeah. unattainable to one other person, it's still hard for me. Like mm -hmm. I still have to muster up stuff. I still have to get it together. I still have to like, you know, get presentable, whatever. Yep. So I think it's, I always try to get, let people in kind of what we were talking about like instead of coming out coming in i want to really like invite people in by the way i just realized that you're both in your closet that's cute <laughs> <laughs> that is really oh, cute yeah. it <laughs> is very on the nose i uh, love it it's so cute <laughs> my first it's so good i love it my first youtube show which i thought was gonna be a smashing success and get me out of this house was i did a show where i would interview like myself in my closet yeah uh, <laughs> That's oh my God. Oh yeah. God. Shout oh God. out to the best acoustics. That's yeah. the thing. It's the best for it's recording. The so, best acoustics. You know. But look how far we've come. But yeah, I think, you know, the long answer of that question is like, we just kind of like with all of the content, with all of the shame that's thrown at you, like I, I remember I saw Brene Brown did like, you know, she's talked a lot about different TED Talks, whatever, but she talks about how shame is you are bad. Um, guilt is you've done something bad. I spent a lot of my time being oh, like, I'm just bad. Like I'm pray mm -hmm. the gay away. You're not good enough. Every time I'd have sex, I'd feel guilty. I, everything mm -hmm. was just like tied to guilt and shame and anger. And I was like that velvet rage, etc. And as I worked through all of that, I was like, oh my God, there is peace on the other side of the rainbow. Like I can actually get to this other side and I can just like live my life. And when people, I mean, I have gotten thousands of death threats in the last couple of weeks because I posted a video that got misconstrued on TikTok. And it's, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like I went to dinner yesterday at the Waldorf Astoria, girl. Like, <laughs> good. Like bring the death threats. Like I'm still living a fabulous life. I'm unaware of it. Of course, I'm still a human being. It does affect me, but yeah. overall, I'm like, I, there's a bigger purpose. And so for me, like, I just want to continue existing. And of course, I've taken breaks from TikTok. They suppress a lot of content that's queer. I've met with lawyers. I'm doing another interview about yeah. it. Like, I'm trying to bring attention to it, but I'm also not going to do Everyone's like, well, just start somewhere else. Go to Twitter, go to Instagram, make that your thing. I'm like, I have built a community and I'm not yeah. going to walk away. I no, should take a break. You don't want to get easy. bullied no. out of no. your own. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. By some people who don't even have profile pictures and don't even have the gall to even post a video, they're going to make fun of me. You've never even no. posted a video. So those keyboard warriors, I don't try to give them a lot of attention, but I also feel like it's important to address it when it's incorrect. So a lot of people mm. will say like, he's grooming everyone to be gay. Mm. He's like grooming people to like come out when they're Muslim and go to hell. I'm like, I don't, I've never wanted anyone to be gay. I don't think being gay is easy. It's been a struggle for me. I don't, I don't like when parents say, I wish my son was gay. You want the best parts <laughs> of being gay without all of the trauma. Like that's not cute.
<laughs> no. Yeah. You're like, absolutely. the truth is, it's... what would be great and what all of us are trying to say is like, how about it's just okay to be how you are? Yeah. As you said, like, you know, the adopting the attitude of like, God doesn't make mistakes. Yes. Right? That you, part. you like, as long as you are, you know, not harming yourself or others, like who you are is who you are. And that's beautiful. And mm -hmm. live it because the world would be a much better place. So it's like, it's never about, oh, we want more gay people. It's, <laughs> it like, or, you know, I, whatever. I mean, like, I, it, would, I wouldn't mind more gay people. <laughs> put it out okay there. With that. Like, I should sure turn on my nose at more lesbians, you know? but whatever. I see what you're saying. I love that. I also do. I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm, uh, this is like one of those where I could, I, I, I'm sure I could get in hot water for saying this, but I am also of like, I, guess, I suppose this is a very Darwinian way of looking at it, but mm. I'm like, all right, great. Like more, more queer people equals uh, lower population equals uh, we save the earth potentially and better traffic. Yeah, it's a win-win. But it's a win-win. Absolutely, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Between Elon Musk and Nick Cannon, we got to balance out some of the population oh growth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, agree. I, <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, exactly. exactly. I agree with you. And listen, yeah. our parades are full. Our P flags are full. Our clubs are full. Like, we don't need you to come in there and be hateful and try to, like, take over and come out. But also, there's a lot of progress. I've been on dating apps, and I've seen a lot of heteroflexible people and heterofluid uh, people. And people nice. are getting pegged. And, you know, my, my yeah, straight friend was are. like, I yep. love a finger up there. And I was, and they love telling me because they think I'm going to, I don't know, give them an award. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, great. That's great. Yeah. I love it. No, I, I hear all of that. And I do. I mean, progress looks, you know, like progress looks like legislation. And sometimes progress yes. looks like a straight guy being like, I like a finger up my butt. And it's like, they're yes. both different forms of progress. Like, yes. And they're both good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. I agree. I agree. Progress is just, is, is more room for evolution and growth as as a species to be totally absolutely. honest absolutely absolutely like, that is we just we constantly how can we look at like even just the technological revolution that's happened i mean over the last century but over the last decade or two even um and and not think like oh maybe our 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 brains our ability to conceptualize our own identities our own space in the world maybe that's evolving too maybe we are advancing in more ways than that like in 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 internally maybe we are advancing internally as well and so mm -hmm. i i just do not i i I think more options and more like colors under the rainbow not to use the, <laughs> the gay example there but that's that's what we're going for. That's I what agree. progress looks like. You I know? agree. hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. why not just like be more open? And as long as like people are not being gay men and women and queer people are not being predatory. I don't see the problem. I never understood why straight people were so scared. I'm like, do you think, first of all, are you into every woman you meet? I always tell this to my straight friends. They're like, no. I'm like, then why do you think I want to be with every man? I've, I've had friends, boyfriends be like, please don't hit on me. I'm like, honey, you're wearing cargo shorts, okay? <laughs> you're a four in the straight world. You're not even oh! on the gay Richter scale. Jesus. You're not even on it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 
What are you I talking know. about? Have you seen gay men? Like, we take care of ourselves. We look gorgeous. Like, we have style. I'm not, like, I'm not going to try to hit on someone who looks like they work at Disneyland. Like, I'm good. Oh, like, like, good for yeah. you. Nothing against Disneyland, but, like... No, 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 no. Like, kudos to you. We love Disneyland. Don't cancel me for that comment, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I've, I feel you. The whole grooming thing makes... I mean, we brought it up briefly on yes. a, a couple episodes ago, but it, it makes me absolutely insane. It's just and the it's buzzword just, of the year. It's and buzzword. it's, like, people exactly. use it without even fucking knowing what it like they don't know they what don't it means know what like yeah they don't even know what they're saying it's, it's crazy an and, and republicans think that 24 percent of america is trans uh if 24 percent of america hilarious. was trans what are you talking about hilarious like, what are you talking? it's because of the propaganda drag queens have never there's a video on tiktok where it's like this guy recording this young girl and the mom like confronts him and the comments thank god tiktok has a gen zers the comments were <laughs> outstanding just chef's kiss they were like oh oh my god i've never seen such a good drag queen oh my god i've never seen such an amazing drag queen at the water park like people were just making jokes about the fact that yeah. it's not a drag queen it's a straight white man that's generally who is the abuser who is the groomer it's yeah. generally your family member who does mm -hmm. something like that to you so again are are there predatory gay people absolutely but so is every community has assholes mm -hmm. doesn't every we're not all nice we're not all rainbows and butterflies some of us suck like i've met many queer people that oh, absolutely are awful 100 percent. yes we we have our share of yeah but, but no it's the comparison the about being equal yeah <laughs> that's we broke the glass ceiling um but that's i mean the comparison of you know like uh drag queens versus i don't know the catholic church in terms of like oh, allegations I, that have, I mean there. it's just it's that part it's, on but you can't argue from a logic bit with these people no. like you just you can't because no. it's you can't you yeah, you just absolutely cannot it. and they're just they're just tone deaf and you know like even candace cameron burr all of her dumb comments oh, like god these kind of people dig yeah. their own grave i'm like yeah. you, listen you might have some success now and you might find yourself on i don't know what's candace cameron what is they're all the candace she started and she American. literally started her own channel because she didn't like hallmark wasn't chris enough for her it's like that's the level Girl. that we're at or it's like it's just i just nuts. i just also I think know. it's very and look uh, hey we're just saying you know content curate your own content make your own content right. and 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 follow what you want to follow and all right. of that like no one's forcing you to watch this that or the other and whatever right. fine but it just is amazing to me also how i think just how extraordinarily outdated the conversation is around protecting, quote unquote, uh, kids and, and young people from from the, the content that's out there, whether we're talking um Drag shows, queer content on TikTok, uh, uh, CRT curriculums, mm -hmm. or like just literally books, just books about things, you know, <laughs> like, like it's unbelievably uh, naive because um, the cat's out of the bag. Like that ship has sailed and the ship was the internet. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That's so you true. You know what I mean? Like there's no putting it back. Yeah. It, you, you can have whatever opinion you want about that. 
it's done. It's a done deal. And so it's not about like not trying to, you know, give age appropriate stuff to your kids and make sure, you know, your seven year old isn't watching porn. Like I'm not like there are lines, but that's a pretty fucking clear line. You know, (laughs) like this idea that you can create the great American family channel and your kids never going to see gay people is fucking insane. No, it's it's, you are living in a fantasy. Yeah. It's a fantasy. Anyway. You can move to get away from gay people, and then your son comes out 15 years later. Yes! That's my experience. Actually, it's interesting. Like, I heard Dan Savage say that the other day on an interview where he was like, you know, he's like, I just, every time, like, Republicans are talking, you know, talk about, like, this this issue of us, right? Of, like, what to do about us. I want to be like, where do you think us come from? Like, where do you think we come from? We come from families like the ones that you're trying to protect that's where we come from absolutely 100% that's we didn't just like come out of nowhere and try to infiltrate your family and ruin your families we come from your families absolutely so this this idea that you can create some structure that's going to uphold a heteronormative uh, uh, existence is bullshit and it always has been it's anyway. such bullshit. It's really, it's it's really, Nicole, it's not anyway, because it's this is like literally giving me queer joy. Because it's true. Like I'm <laughs> literally because I meet so many people that trash their husbands who are straight, that talk about how awful marriage is. But then the I minute know. it comes to I'm like, what? Then you guys, you don't want us to get married? Like, why yeah. do you get, you hate marriage anyway? So you're saying the sanctity of marriage. I know so many people who cheat on their husbands and they have oh, no sanctity of marriage. But then they turn around and say, oh, gay people are trying to get married because they want to be ridiculous. You don't care. So I wish people would just tell the truth. You're not scared of drag queens. You're scared of your child being their most authentic self. That's what you're really scared of. You're not scared of drag queens. Also, drag queens, if you think about it, as far as everything goes, like, they're pretty taped up. It's duct taped down. So I feel like kids are the most safe around someone whose dick is taped down. (laughs) So I I would say, and also, drag queens have hundreds of layers of clothes, thousands of pounds of makeup. Like, I don't know. And again, I'm not sitting here. It's just a performer. They're just performers. It's ridiculous. But again, it's just. I saw a meme or something where it was like, the the thing you have, the scariest thing about bringing your kid to a drag show is that a Christian might show up with a gun. And it's like, yeah, that is the world. That is the fucking world we live in. Well, like the, the that's thing, the, the reality is, of it. Like, yeah. I don't hear. I don't hear the you know conservatives coming out about you know when when the Club Q thing happened and talking about how uh, three out of the seven people at least were cis straight people. Yeah. Who were in the room just to yep. see the show? Yeah. Like that. This is, we're not the only ones. You are creating the danger. We are not the danger. You are creating the danger. By your rhetoric. With your rhetoric. If you cared about children, you would have banged down the door in Uvalde. You would have gotten in there and saved the kids. Like the mother who went in twice. She went in twice. She went in, got her kids, came back out, and she went back in. Like, the fact is, you could have done... So you don't really care about children. It's just... Literally, it's like... It's like my favorite ironically drag queen from rupaul's drag race says look over there that's republicans look over there like they want you to not look at what's going on right in front of of you like Mm -hmm. lindsey graham has been living with a man for 19 years who call he calls his roommate 
unbelievable. I really, really? thought all that shit was really? going to come out that a like, couple really? years on Twitter when that one guy was like really Lady gunning Graham. for it, and then he still he still flies under the. It's disgusting. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So over here before yeah. we wrap Sorry. up because we do no no. I mean, all I could believe me talk about this for a thousand hours, but because we do, I know we have Middle Eastern listeners and we have Muslim mm. listeners, and is there like since you get so many folks who who do reach out to you what is is there just like are they usually what are they looking for like permission or just like encouragement or like what's the sort of yeah what what if there's anything you'd like to share just for folks who are listening for sure i mean when people reach out th- there is a level of permission i'm like i'm not yeah. your father but okay know, like i'll I take know. it on you know but, <laughs> I, I tr- but i also try not to give advice that's like very American. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give advice that's very Mm. American. So I really try to give advice that's like, I'm like, where are you? Like, are you safe? Like, I think safety is so important. And I think a lot of cis women when I was growing up were very, like, tried to be an ally, but were actually not. They pushed me and pushed me to come out because Uh. they wanted that coming out story. So I Uh. think, like, coming out the word is just so triggering for me and also I feel like a lot of straight people come out in other ways like if you lose your job or get divorced like coming out is not just for queer people and like there was that no, scene in Love, Simon so agree with that. right right when like all the straight mm-hmm. people come out and the parents are like crying because they're like you're straight I wish you were gay I mean it was like really funny <laughs> but why do we need to have this big to do this big coming out so I always tell them I'm like if you want to come out just on your own like do that. Like, you don't need to tell your everyone in your life. Like, f- even if you find, I always tell people, like, even if you find one person that you trust, like, tell them. And, like, and also for anyone who ever outs anyone, like, honey, you deserve a place in hell because that could result in someone killing themselves. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to not, like, be, like, thinking it's cavalier. Like, maybe if someone tells you they're gay, maybe don't tell anyone. Like, you don't know what their journey is. So I think, you know, specifically with Muslim and Arab people, it, Middle Eastern people, it gets very complicated because you yeah. add culture, immigrant, like, and it just adds a lot of layers to it. You have to stop giving a shit. I don't, I really don't have any better advice because the day I stopped giving a shit, stuff started to fall into place. I opportunities opened up. I started to step into my, and I was like, cause literally I was like, why are things not working? I'm doing, I was doing the same mm. stuff five years ago that I'm doing today, but yep. bec- there's a different energy to it. That's it's like the universe is like, I'm going to meet you in the middle, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I think just by being visible, you're doing like so, so much for, cause pe- people you. need to need to see examples. Mm-hmm. Of well, when you're yeah. blocking things from coming out, you're also blocking things from coming in. That's not a one-way wall. That that Hell is a two-way yeah. wall. You know, mm-hmm. and it's and that is true for anything, whether it's queerness or whether That's it's like another secret, part of your identity or your desires or your whatever. You are blocking something from coming in if you're blocking something from coming out. And it's just Amen. it just is. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, so where can people find your yeah, you, your content, you? all this wonderful stuff online? Oh my god, this has been so fun. Um, I don't want to leave. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> Thank you. Um, y- y'all can find me on Instagram and TikTok. It's Amir Yas official, and you guys can DM me. You can ask me whatever you want. Like, yeah. I don't get offended easy, and people have asked me some wild questions, and I answer them all. So, oh good, yeah. And I, I mean, that. to your point, the and the idea of coming out, and we always feel so self conscious every time we talk about it because we're like, we're a coming out podcast, and here we are, like. Like downplaying coming out but it's so true that like to be 
queer, you don't have to, you don't have to do a big coming out and you shouldn't if you are unsafe to do so. So just the act exactly. of watching these videos and like, if you want it, we've gotten beautiful DMs from people who are like, I'm coming out to you. You're the first people I've, I've put this in writing to. I've never said this out loud that Amazing. you are part of the community. It's not about, yeah. it's not about like you're saying a big coming out moment. It's no. just like, you don't need yeah. It. And you can you also don't. be married to a man for 20 years and you still feel queer and we love you. Yes. That's what the plus is all about. I think people yes. are like, oh, well, wait, you know, Candace Owens was saying, where is the H for heterosexual and the C for conservative? Honey, it's the plus. Fuck you guys yeah. are, what, do you want to be the whole community? <laughs> we can't have all of, then it's not, then it's, it's not just a humanity. Thing. Yeah. Like, what do you want from us? But I think yes. that for me, like, last quick thing is like, when I was at World Pride in 2019, I was walking in the parade Ooh, and I was like wow. kissing people on the side and I, that was my real coming out. That yes, was it. I was like, fuck. it was so public. And that was it. So I didn't feel like I needed to have a coming out party. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I totally, I totally agree. I, yeah. We also have said, you know, we, we're a coming out podcast until none of us need to come out anymore. Yeah. There and then go. we'll rebrand. <laughs> like, exactly. But, but yes, for now, um, <laughs> I, I am at Nicole Pacent on Strictly Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I am at Lauren Flans on Twitter and Lauren underscore Flans on Instagram. We are coming out pod on Instagram and Twitter. Our hashtags are hashtag coming out pod. Hashtag found Ricky. Oh, hey, patrons. Shout out to all of you. Sarah Wilson, Jim W., Jack, Kim, Simone, Adri, Tanya, Pooh, Mandy, Tia, Mix, Michelle Forbes, Sammy, Michelle, Kaz, Carmel, Kieran Smiley, Aaron Mitchell, Vanessa Hunt, Diego Hernandez, and beyondclexa.com. If you would like to be on that list or check out any of our tiers of giving starting at $1 a month, literally nothing costs $1 a month anymore, what? you can go to patreon.com slash coming out pod. Uh, you can also for free go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. That really helps. Um, and what helps the most is if you share this episode. Yes. Like this episode. If you have anybody in your life who you feel like would relate to literally anything that we've said in this episode um if you want to follow amir's content if you want to like anything if you want to promote any of this share on social media share directly with a friend um i know i always do that when i love an episode of a podcast um i'll send it like text it to my friends so um, that is awesome yeah. yeah so thank you thank you and thank you so much Amir. thank you so Bye. much Amir. you are a lot of fun <laughs> thank you thank you you guys too thank you <laughs> thanks all right y'all see you next wednesday Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.